What is happening, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 53 of the KDH podcast. Today, we're joined by a very special guest, Chris Mazur. How are you doing? Is that how you say your surname? I always get folk on and go, have I said that right? It's Mazur. Well, I, well wait a minute. <laughs> it's been such a, long, it's such a long time since I've said it properly. Uh, Mazur. That's the, that's the proper accent. Mazur. Mazur. Ah, but, right. Okay, okay. You know, I'll just say Mazur because uh, I've, I've lived here for so long that yeah. I just got used to saying my own name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the day, like honestly, mate, thanks so much for coming on to give everyone a bit of an insight for Chris before we start to see here his story, what he's doing now. Like me and Chris met through um a community that we're in of coaches and uh, we just had it off for literally joining up in March, was it we joined up in it? I yeah, I, yeah, I joined up I, I joined up uh, late March. Yeah, and I joined up like mid-March and like since then, like I've met so many amazing coaches and the funny thing is I've never actually even met them in person. It's so funny. I just see them on Zoom every single week and uh, like the this conversations me and you have had back and forward, they're probably the two sort of guys you wouldn't really put together as well if you've seen us in a picture of each other. Like I actually jokingly called it, the podcast is called Hard Hitting Truths with Chris Mazur, but it's I was calling it the David and Goliath podcast because how much do you weigh, Chris? <laughs> Uh, I'm about 140 kilos at the moment. 140 kilos, and I am literally, I think I'm 84. So Chris is nearly double my body weight, and he's literally taking up the entire camera right now. If you look at <laughs> um, so to kind of paint a picture for these, but probably very two uncanny people if you've seen us together, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So um, like the reason why I got Chris on as well is like every single week when we come in, like me and him kind of speak out as well, and we're always on the Zooms and stuff like that. I'm just very relatable to each other, very real, very honest, and very true. And that's why I've called this podcast Hard Hitting Truths. Um, so to give everyone a bit of an insight, Chris, what's your story and what are you doing now? What's my story and what I'm doing now? Um, my story. <laughs> uh, my story is a bit of a... I think, I think everyone's story is a bit complicated, right? So um, I, uh, I've always wanted to be a PT. Well, always. When I was in school, I was actually... Um, just just the usual I was, I was i was really smart um and you know your parents are oh you should be an engineer you should be this or you should be that um but I, i've always also been into football and i broke my leg when i was 13 or 14 if i remember correctly um and and that meant that i could never get back into it just like it, it was just never right uh and i didn't feel right not doing any sports and you know, fourteen. That's the kind of ripe age. That's when you start going through puberty and stuff. And you're like, right, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just gonna go, go to the gym. You know, get some, do some curls for the girls and that. You know, um. And so I started going to the gym at the age of fourteen, um. And the rest has been history. Like it's uh one of the one 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 of the PTs in the gym that I trained at at the time. Um, Jason Hastings is his name. He's still a still a PT. Um, where I'm from in Inverness, um, he encouraged me to go for it and and become a PT, um, and so as soon as I finished school at 18, I saved up some money for a PT course. I went to Glasgow, um, and I did my course in Glasgow. Uh, I stayed there and worked as a PT for just over a year. Then I came back to Inverness. Um, I was doing PT in Inverness for. Boop. I'm twenty. I'm twenty-seven this this week. Uh, so eight years now. I've been doing PT in Inverness. Nine years in total. Um, 
just started doing online coaching a few months ago and I'm trying to kind of uh, put the personal training side of things to this um, side of things to the side um, because like yourself I just found that um, through online coaching I can impact a lot more people um, I can reach literally the whole world and not just my own doorstep um, and I find that it's a lot more um, uh, what's the word a lot more efficient than just seeing somebody one or two hours a week and leaving them to do their own thing for the for the last for the next 166 hours that are left in the week or whatever um you want me to go in then any deeper into my into my story or yes mate keep going mate so like one of the things that i was like it was the big share like the past year and i think that's kind of the next question was kind of off the back end of that mate so like, if you could give everyone a bit of an insight to like your past year because your story can help someone mate um so yeah you're talking about the video that i put up on my instagram basically <laughs> get ready um so when covid hit obviously everything went tits up uh i think it was the same for everyone right it was a pretty pretty shit time for everyone um i'm not saying it was worse for me than anyone else but it did hit me pretty hard because uh somebody in 2019 filed a fraudulent tax return in my name um and the HMRC just thought they would do nothing about it because it was their fault. Um, so you know, if they don't admit their fault, they don't have to. They don't have to do anything about it. They can just leave it because who am I, right? I'm just a I'm just a peasant to them. So uh, I was told that not only am I not allowed to work, but I'm also not allowed to any financial help from the government, right? So you're put in a position where you have no income. Um, and the government also tells you that they're not going to give you any income and you're not allowed to go out, go out and get any for yourself. Bills still need to be paid. Everything else still needs to be paid. Um, so you just sit there and feel like a worthless piece of shit, right? Um, now, bearing in mind, this tax return was filed, this fraudulent tax return was filed in, in, in 2019, right? Um, also, for those of you that don't know how the grants... The self-employed grants worked basically they work on your average self-employed income um over the last three years but because this fraudulent tax return was filed and somebody um took the money the tax money that i paid that year for themselves and said that i wasn't working that year that's why i wasn't entitled to these grants um and so yeah i went for when did the first COVID lockdown start? March to March. 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 So, so from March until the gyms reopened for a brief 12-week period in Scotland in, I believe it was October. So from March to October, I had pretty much zero income, right? Uh, then I, for the three months that the gyms reopened, I managed to make a little bit of money, get, get back out there a little bit. Although... You know, a lot of clients were still apprehensive about coming back into the gym and stuff, so it wasn't a great amount of money. And once again, we were hit with another lockdown in December. Again, income down to zero, no help from the government still. Um, I eventually got help from a local MP, Drew Henry. When I reached out to him, he was like, uh, I think he actually thought I was joking about the whole thing. He was like, 
what? Like, are you for real? Um, so he took took on my case straight away. I actually got in contact with the head of HMRC themselves, um, and eventually I got a payout for these grants. In I think it was March two thousand and twenty one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, so just March was, going, yeah, yeah, just as much past, <laughs> yeah. See, that's how that's how much I've lost track of time. Um, and so yeah, so imagine being pretty much a year with no income. I went through all my savings, pretty much became an alcoholic, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, didn't, at some points I didn't even know what time of day it was or what day it was. My, you know, my my blinds were closed shut, so I sometimes I didn't even know if it was day or night. Um. I got very anxious. I was I was anxious to begin with, but this whole thing um, made me even more anxious. You know, getting on these on the phone to these high up people in the HMRC, escalating the the matter further and further. Um, you're talking to these really high up people, and they know exactly what to say. They know exactly how to make you feel like you are you are nothing to them. You know, and at the end of the day, it's Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, right? So you there's there's no arguing with them. Um, so that just made my anxiety and my depression even worse. I couldn't even leave the house. Um, I was drinking all the time, and I, in the first lockdown, I uh, I took an overdose. I tried to, I I did try to take my own life, right? Uh, I just felt like, what's the point, right? Like I don't matter. Um, the HMRC have clearly made the have made it very clear to me that my life does not matter to them in the slightest i've i've made hundreds of phone calls now i tried to get them to sort it out i said i'm on the brink of you know having to sell everything i own because i have no money and i'm not getting the money that, I sh- that i'm entitled to and because you're not willing to do anything about it and then every time they would just say yeah 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 it's procedure blah 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 um yeah and that's that you know but uh March 2021 came. I got the payouts backdated with the help of uh, of Drew Henry, uh, the local MP, and a uh, and a girl Emma Boyle that helped me. She's a chartered accountant, so she made she drafted some letters for me. Um, I want to mention her just because she did uh, she did help me out a lot. Um, and as any sane person would do, <laughs> instead of paying back my debts. I invested every penny I got paid into myself. Um, yeah, instead of instead of paying back all these debts that I, that I accrued over 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 lockdown, um, I just went and took all the money I received from the government and invested it into myself. Invested it into the mentorship me- network where I met uh, Christian, um, the authority network. Um, I invested into the new business, the new the new online business. I invested my money into therapists, um, and uh, yeah, there's. I just want to say this: if if you if you're in a position like any anything similar to to what I was, or even feeling in a way, um, in the way that I was feeling, um, just know that there's always. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, even even if you can't see it, it's always there. And waking up in the hospital after taking a seizure and realizing how much how many people actually care for me, uh, 
it kind of makes you realize that it's very selfish to uh to not keep plowing on and not keep going um, and when you're at that point you don't think about it you don't think about the impact that you're having on other people um you know you just think that's it there's no point nobody cares about me blah 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 that's not the case just because you're having problems with something um for me it was you know money issues and uh issues of self-worth um i guarantee you there's people that still love you and there's there's people that will it, you will hurt and impact people for the rest of their lives if you don't change something and if you decide to just quit um so yeah there's always that in the tunnel um um and what advice what what advice would i give to someone who's who's in that situation um i wish i didn't play the victim so much now looking back at it um i'm very much and christian is the same christian is similar to me i'm very much of uh of the thinking that uh it sounds cliche you know but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i think that everything in life is a lesson and you can either play the victim and you can either moan about oh this just happened to me i can't believe this is happening to me i can't believe life's dealt me these cards or you can be thankful for the lessons that life has put you through you can be thankful for the hardships that you're going through you can be thankful for the shit that life is throwing your way because i tell you what when everything is hunky-dory you learn fuck all um so yeah instead of uh instead of playing victim and instead of thinking it's not gonna get better um instead of dwelling in in your own tears and the misery um fucking wake up and thank life for throwing shit your way because i guarantee you when you come out the other side you are gonna be fucking unstoppable Right. Yeah, 100%, mate. Can I just say thanks very much for sharing that, mate? And like anyone listening to this that's been in a position or is in a position like that, yeah, like 100%, there is light at the end of the tunnel, even when you can't see it. And, mate, I care about you. So there you go. Fucking loads of folk care about you, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's important to know that as well. And it's so important to speak your truth. And, like, I honestly really appreciate you for sharing that as well because the growth I've witnessed in you since March since that sort of it's made you unstoppable do you know what I mean like that change in you as well like this was a guy that went like this to me I remember when you first came on you were like I've never recorded myself on video <laughs> I've never ever recorded myself on video it, it took me I swear down right I, I I swear down it took me about 30 tries there is this there is this uh there's this um what do you call it this uh um what's the word I'm looking for this uh intro video yeah, the, the, what do you call it? It's a, not a legacy. What's the word I'm looking for? This, uh, this, 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 this introductory thing that we do uh, when we join the, the the authority network, the mentorship program, um, and it is basically that you have to to make an introduction video, right? And uh, they say, <laughs> post post the first take. You have thirty minutes. Just 
answer these five questions about yourself and post a video in the group. It took me hours. I took like 30 retakes. You could tell I was nervous. My voice was shaky. Um, and yeah, as you say, it's yeah, um, the growth, the growth that I've had from from surviving those days, as you say, um, is is crazy, isn't it? A hundred percent, man. And I think that's the the same thing. Sometimes people don't see the value, and actually, obviously, you need to be in a position to financially invest in yourself. But folk go, what do you get from that? What do you get from therapy? What do you get from coaching? What do you get from putting money into this? And people just get so stuck up in the actual, the short-term thinking. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not looking at like ultimately doing this right now is going to change the trajectory of your life. You doing this is going to change. Right now you're on a course. And I think that's one of the things that you said. It's like being grateful for adversity, being grateful for growth. Something I say to clients all the time, it's like when we're pressed, when we're pushed, we become reactive. So you last year, when anyone's financially stressed, it makes us probably the most reactive we'll ever be. When we become more reactive, our inner self comes out more. In your sense there, you probably got into that victim mindset and it makes us reactive. However, you've learned from that now. You've got more self-awareness. And when someone pushes your buttons that way again, you'll know how to deal with it. Whereas if everything stays hunky-dory, as you said, you'll never change. You will never change. We should always be striving to change. We should always be striving to look at ourselves six months, eight months, a year ago and be like, laugh at something we're doing and go, do you know what? We That, that was good that that happened. I'm glad that that happened. Yeah. And it's like, if things just stay the same, and I think that's just people are just conditioned to do the same thing, to strive complacency. But I always say, do you know what happens in a comfort zone? Fuck all. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I see a couple of posts where, um, about the comfort zone. Um, your comfort zone is I, I, I did I, I post about this a lot because obviously I've, I've got a lot of experience in this right um, when you stay like Phil Graham says right if you do if you do nothing nothing happens right nothing changes if you do fuck all fuck all happens right um, your comfort zone is a place where you're comfortable right your comfort zone is called a comfort zone but sometimes it's not actually comfortable Sometimes it's not comfortable to be in your comfort zone. In fact, I would, I, I would say 99% of the time, people don't like being in their comfort zone. It's just somewhere where they feel safe, right? Your comfort zone is more of a, more of a safe zone than a comfort zone, right? You are you go to work, you, you do your 9 to 5, you come home, you eat your, your dinner, your fish and chips or whatever, you watch some shitty Netflix, um, you go to sleep, rinse and repeat, you drink at the weekend. That's your comfort zone. Is it comfortable? Is it fuck? Are you fulfilled? Are you fuck? Is your life exciting? Is it fuck? Now, stepping out of the comfort zone, it's scary, right? Because like I said, the comfort zone is actually more of a, more of a safe zone than a comfort zone. Step, stepping out of this comfort zone is scary because you're scared that you're going to fail. You're going to scared that you're going to step out of this safety zone and you're going to fail and people are going to laugh at you or you're going to lose some money or you're going to end up right back where you started. But who gives a fuck if you fail? And you end up right back where you started. At least you give it your all, right? Um, and I think, I think people need to realize that. Like life is, life is about constantly trying new things and evolving and moving forward. Um, I think staying in the same space is not, it's not, it's not living, it's just surviving. Um, if you want anything in your life to change, 
anything, then you have to change the way that you live your life. Um, I mean, people, people, people need to stop being scared of stepping outside of the comfort zone and investing money into themselves, um, and investing time into themselves and investing time into doing things they enjoy. Um, because that's how, that's how we grow. Um, and that's how we show, that's how we show up better. That's how we show up. I think we're, we're conditioned to think this from like school. Like people just think that learning stops when you finish school. And I know that some people go to university, but like there's nothing stopping you plugging in a podcast each day. There's nothing stopping you connecting with another person that knows a little bit more than you. And I, I think it's this sort of thing that I remember actually, that's how I thought when I left school. I was like, that's my learning done. Done. So like, how naive is that thinking? Do you know what I mean? That just keeps you where you're at. Do you know what? The, it's, I can't remember who said this, uh, and don't quote me on it, but it goes something like this. The more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know that. It's, it's so true, though, isn't it? Like, the more you adopt that sort of mindset, you're like, whoa, I actually don't know a lot. The, you know more, I mean? yeah, but... the more you learn about something, the more you learn about how vast the universe is and how much you don't actually know. Yeah, you know when you're stuck in your own bubble, you're like, yeah, I know, I know this, I know how to, how to do my job, I know how to do this, I know how to do that. Once you start learning about something, start trying new things. I don't know, you start going to the gym and trying to get healthy, lose some body fat, gain some confidence, um, um, I don't know, be a better partner. Um, it applies to anything, not just fitness, right? Um, once you start learning about something new, you're like, wow, there's actually so much that I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's the same for me. The more I actually learn about the human body, the more I think that it's weird. But the more I, the more I learn, the more I think I know less. <laughs> it's you know true. I mean? It's true. And then you just accept it, and you just consistently learn. Yeah, you just consistently learn. Like it's crazy. And then like yeah. the same with like like I remember when the first time I ever really invested in myself, and I was like, oh, that's it. And actually, the more you do it, the more money you actually chuck at it, the more, because you go, this is making me better. Like, this is, like, making me understand things more. And, like, people just can't see that sometimes. It's crazy. And, like, that kind of brings me on to the sort of next part. Like, people just get stuck at surface-level thinking. And they'll operate there as well. And the conversation I was actually had with a client right there that had a bit of a relapse and for a good few months as well. And um, they were, like, they probably fought in their head because they became more reactive because they didn't lose any weight. That was that was the worth. They placed their worth on that. But the fact of the matter is that person is now in a place where I could see the light bulb moment going off in their head because I called them out and I consistently called them out. And then they were like, oh shit, this actually needs to happen. Like to the point where I went like that, I, like like that's our, that's our road done. I can't help you anymore because you don't want to help me. And see me saying that to them, they went, oh shit, he's actually going to, stop working with me and they've literally pulled the finger out and it's crazy the difference in it but what i was talking to that person about today was surface level thinking and if you operate at surface level if you think at surface level oh i want to get motivated i want to get fit it's good that it starts with that but there needs to be more depth to it but the same conversation i was having today is sometimes people can't see the importance of the little things like actually showing up and like doing all these little pieces of work which are ultimately going to result in you seeing a big change physically and mentally. And when you see a big change physically and mentally, 
what then happens is it changed the outcomes in your life as well. So let's say, for example, someone listening to this podcast decides to make a change today. Six months from now, they've shifted a ton of body fat, right? That's what it looks like surface level. The reality is that person's realized that they've had way more potential. They feel way more energized. Their confidence is through the roof. What that starts to happen is they go, fuck, I don't actually even like my job. My job that I'm doing, I was just going through the motions. I was in a comfort, a safety zone. And the reality is I've got more to give. And in another six months for them, <clears throat> they maybe ask out a guy or a girl they've wanted to do for a long time that they've never done because they've been putting it off. They then change their life. That changes the course. And sometimes people don't see the, the, the change, but it's because the more, the bigger the steps you take, the more steps you take, the bigger they become, the harder the falls become, the harder the lessons become, the bigger the lessons become. And it all starts with a little tiny step. However, if you do not go beyond that surface level thinking, you will only operate there. What are you doing? A while is two stone. Fuck off. Like, you know, you want to do more than that. You're telling me that in six months, you just want to lose a bit of weight. Let's go a bit deeper on that. And it's like, because in careers and family life, a lot of the outcomes are dictated just by going through the motions. So most people will have kids if they're in a relationship. However, they don't have to sit like a lot of people don't like some people plan it. Some people don't. It's the same with workspaces. You go to work because you get paid, you get paid because you want to go on holiday. Then sometimes over time you connect the dots. Some people are more driven than other people because they want to be there because it's higher on the priorities. But when it comes to fitness, it's left to ourselves. No one is going to do it for you. Yeah, And I, I think that's the, the yeah. biggest one. Yeah, I do. I 100% agree with you. I think that people fail to look at the bigger picture. I think people, um, I think people don't realize what achievement in general life does to to one's thinking and one's self belief. Um, let's keep it fitness related, for example. When I take on clients, I will ask them the the most deepest questions straight off the bat, and I, you know me, I just I, like I I. I talk straight, I don't have a filter, right? I'll just say what I think, right? Sometimes it's too much and that's fine. It probably means that they're not suited to, to working with me because uh, I don't I don't really have a filter. I just I just say what I think. Um, I say the truth. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt somebody. Um, but I will frame the truth in a way that it needs to be framed, right? It, it will still be the truth. So... Um, yeah, so some people, you know, some I'll ask, I'll ask questions like, "What's your dream life in twelve months' time?" And be like, "What?" I'm like, "What does your dream life look look like in twelve months' time?" And like, right, okay, well, uh, I want to move to a bigger house, and I want to be, uh, I want to be a better partner. Uh, I want to have sex with the lights off, not with lights on. Sorry, uh, I want to, I want to be a good role model for my kids. Uh, and I'm like, right, okay, so what's that got to do with losing two stone? And they were like, well, that if I lose two stone, I'll probably have the confidence to, you know, to, to have sex with the lights on and I'll be able to, you know, I'll learn better eating habits so that I can be a better role model for my kids. And also I can look in the mirror and be confident in myself, but not because I lost this two stone, it's because I did it to myself i achieved something that i said i was going to achieve right and that gives me self-belief and confidence in myself 
it's got nothing to do with the fact that you lost two stone it's to do with the fact that you said you were going to do something and you've gone and done it right that's being a good role model for your kids um you show up with better energy you show up with better better energy on a daily basis because not only are you health healthier and fitter you're more confident you've got more self-belief you feel like the sky's the limit um all of a sudden you get a fucking promotion at work right so you move into a bigger house um and so people ask me you know people are like why are you asking me about my dream life in 12 months time i'm like well it's important you know because this is why you're going to lose those two stones um yeah. losing that two stone <laughs> you know nobody goes to the gym purely because they you know they, they I, I i don't go to the gym because i like pain i don't value pain you know i don't value sweating my arse off and crawling out of the gym i don't value spending hours of my time in there what i value is what i get from it um and what i get from it is far beyond physical what i get from it is mental fortitude physical fortitude confidence self-belief because the more you achieve things that you tell yourself to achieve that, that you tell yourself you're going to achieve and the more goals you can get ticked off the more yourself belief in your the confidence in yourself skyrockets you normalize it yeah so it's like you go from this attitude of i can't do this or i can't do that because first of all people don't achieve their goals because they don't have real values and real purpose behind it like i said you know they fail to look at the bigger picture they say they want to lose two stone or they want to gain two stone of muscle but they don't know why they don't know why because they don't ask themselves why so they go to the gym and they fail because at the first they fail at the first obstacle because they've not given them given themselves the real reason as to why they want to achieve what they want to achieve right um but if we put the real reasons behind your goals if we are driven by value by our values and our purpose and our long-term vision then we do achieve these goals and the more of these goals we achieve the more self-belief we have in ourselves and then the easier these goals become and then the bigger they become and then the wider spread they go it goes from just physical to mental to to your job to your relationship to your kids to this to that people yeah people just 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 fail to realize how much um setting yourself a goal and achieving it can change their entire thinking 100 percent, it totally changes the game for that it really really does like you literally find yourself changing in so many things that you couldn't even imagine and i think sometimes for us as coaches it's when you talk to someone and ask them these questions they've never fought at this level they've never operated this level and then when they actually do it they're like oh my god so it can be startling for someone when the first time they maybe are asked about like where they want to be because they've never had to think of it but if you're startled by that, and that's what needs to change, it's nothing to do with you going and eating a certain way or doing a certain thing. That intuitively happens over time. And of course, yeah, you need to educate yourself and you need to have tools, you need to have accountability, you need to have knowledge and understanding. But at the same time, if you just get stuck at surface level and it happens all the time, that happens with people even deep in their journey. It's not that you're going to literally write down your mission and then that's it. You're not going to just yeah. think what you want to be in six months and that's it. It's a never-ending journey to improvement. However, if you get stuck in that loop, what ends up happening is you go back to that week to week level of thinking. You go back yeah. to like, yeah. all you focus on is like, 
your worth is based on things like little tools, tracking your calories, gym sessions. Then if you don't hit the gym, it then becomes like, well, I didn't go to the gym this week. What's the point? I didn't track my calories this week. My nutrition's bad. I didn't do this. That's out the window. And you're like, it's not though. Like you're just not looking at the bigger picture. You're just stuck in this surface level. Like it's the minute, like you feel low, you feel unmotivated. You're like, well, disconnect. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing there. Because if there's not, sorry, if there's no, if there's no, if there's no, if your goals aren't aligned with your values and a deeper purpose in your life, then any obstacle, any little obstacle can can knock you off course and you're not, not going to get back on. It's like, it's like, for example, um, put it this way, right? You get into a car and your destination is Glasgow, right? You go look at the map, you know exactly how to get there, right? Um, if there happens to be some roadworks in place, you steer a little bit of course you go around and you get back on track and you keep driving to glasgow right because that's your end goal and that's your purpose now if my goal was to just get in a car and drive where the fuck am i going yeah like 100 you know if if my goal if my goal is to lose two stone so that i can be i can have more energy more confidence um i can be a better role model for my kids i can have a better sex life i can um, get a promotion at work. I can make more money. Blah, blah blah. That's Glasgow. That's my destination. But if my if I go to the gym to lose two stone, and I go into the car just to drive, where the fuck am I going? I know. No, I know. It's it's so true. It's just that. But whereas, and if some people often confuse this with the fact that sorry, Ailey's cleaning right now. She's literally getting the movement. <laughs> I don't think I told her I was doing a podcast. <laughs> and uh, literally, um, yeah. So like. It doesn't mean just because you always have to have this deep, clear vision. I've trained so many people that are going for the motions because they have paved their habits. However, they're coasting. They're coasting, but they don't realize it. And on paper, it looks like they're not coasting because to someone that isn't a trainer, someone that isn't knowledgeable, they're like, oh, that person really knows what they're doing. They go to the gym every week. But then you would ask them, are you getting fulfillment for what you're doing? Do you feel that you're moving towards where you want to be? And they'd be like, no, I feel like I'm just going for the motions. And that is where so many people come to us. And then you get people from looking at surface level going, you go to the gym, you're in good shape. Why do you need a PT? Why do you need to go to a coach? Why do you need to do this? And you're like, holy shit, man. You're thinking, again, you're you're basing things on looks. You're basing it on physical ability. You're going back to literally just looking at body image. And that, that complete disconnect just shows you how people are so unaware of their body and mind they are so un- unaware of the, the the connection between them they don't they just don't get it and it's our job as coaches to do that but when people look at it from outside they're like why would that person go to a coach why would that person do that and you're like you just you're just so far from that level of thinking uh-huh. that you just do not understand it and there's see with people like that the one of the things i've learned over the years is it's not it's not our job it's if you get your back up about that person saying that it's not your job to convince that person. It's their their job to do it. So you just realize, you just go, that person doesn't get it. And I think it took me a long time to realize that not, we don't all think the same. We all think totally differently. We're all mental. We all have the same mental thoughts. However, how we are programmed, how we think is literally just the way that it is. However, when it comes to change, when someone will make big change is when they want it. See, when someone actually goes, I want to make big change, that's when it will begin to happen. That's it. It's like, and I think that's one of the big ones to take away from this. And 
for someone, the vision might be, yeah, initially it might, like, it might be simple as it might just start. I feel like I've not got energy. They get more energy, but then you need to continually press that. And I think the mistake people make is they base it again on body image. Oh, well, I worked with you or I've done this or oh, a lot. They've they, they done this and they go, oh, I've done that and lost three stone. And you're like, man, yeah, you've made progress, but you can heavy tell that the transformation in the mindset just still isn't there. And that's when people base things on, oh, that person helped them lost this much weight or that person lost that much weight doing this. They, they must be the best at doing this. Therefore, I must go to them because that's what I place my values and worth on. But you need to ask yourself the question, see the people that are absolutely flying in the room, what are they placing their values on? And that's what I always try and tell my clients to do. It's like success leaves clues. Like don't just try and copy what the person's doing. Copy how the person's like, what they're doing in the sense that like, they are the the um the tactics, not their techniques. Yeah. So almost yeah. like, oh, Chris sets big goals. Oh, Chris invests in himself. Oh, Chris goes and speaks to people about his mindset. A therapist. I'll go and do that. Not Chris goes to the gym and fucking squats one hundred and seventy kilo like it's nothing. I'll go and do that. Do you know what I mean? That's a byproduct. Yeah. Like that is. It's looking at like oh like folk just get sometimes look at the chapter 20 when they're only in their chapter one whereas you should be taking inspiration from the values that the person has the cues that they use to hold them in place and get away from that surface level thinking so yeah no i think that really answers that mate i appreciate that so like kind of coming into the back end of that like this is kind of skipping a question but like we spoke about there about like tough love you said that you're the sort of coach that tells people what they need to hear not what they want to hear i'm the exact same like, what's your thoughts on it? And do you have any experiences with it yourself? I know you do. I just want you to say it. It's funny. <laughs> uh, <coughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I just, I just, I, 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 uh, I say what I think, you know, I, um, I am very much a, a tough love kind of person. Um, I think I've been brought up that way as well, you know. Um, and I think that we actually spoke, to, spoke about this with our mentors not a while back, that conflict is important for change. Conflict is not necessarily a bad thing in fact con conflict is a good thing um if you choose to view it as a good thing conflict is necessary for change to happen um if you're doing something as my client that i don't like or as my partner that i don't like and i don't bring it up then it's just going to get worse right we're just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into the issue this is when people talk about you know bottling up their feelings until they're ready to, ready to explode um, so conflict is necessary um, and you have to get in there as soon as possible um, for it to be resolved as easily as possible. Um, so yeah, I believe, I fully believe in, in something, you know, if, if you see, if your partner or if your client or if your friend or anyone like that, if, if you don't like something, um, you, you just say, it, you come out with it. Conflict is okay, you know. <clears throat> um, as soon as you start shouting, you've lost. Like Davey says, um that's when conflict just becomes an argument and it's no longer problem solving problem solving it's just um it's just an exchange of uh, a loud exchange of feelings um that will lead you nowhere yeah um, i think when it comes to like conflict and as a coach it has to be constructive it's not just a case of like like yeah if, it depends where that is coming from if and we've all been there like as coaches it's like your clients repetitively doing the same thing and it maybe takes them like 10 times to be told but on the last time that 10th time is going to be a total different telling to the first time do you know what i mean like you're not just going to come in and be like 
no, like just coming in, like depends on the type of the person, I suppose, though, depends, as well. Yeah, but depends, yeah, depends who they are, yeah, yeah, I depends mean, who the person if, is. If it's, if it's somebody new and they're doing something wrong on the squat, you're just not just going to be like, no, that's shite. <laughs> um, but I am known for saying that. <laughs> if I've been if I've been working with a client for a while and I, they, they you know they up- upload their videos to to the app of their training and and their squats are shite, that's not what they're supposed to be doing. They're not breathing properly, bracing properly. Um, there's, there's something in their technique is off. I'm like, that was shite. That was you didn't put any effort into that. That was you just you just you just did that workout to take it off. Yeah. Um, so if you're gonna do that, you might as well just not do it. Do it tomorrow. If you've not got the energy or the or the or the, uh, if you're mentally not there to be able to put 100% into the workout, uh, just leave it. There's yeah. No point in doing it. Just just do it tomorrow. And you know what? See that that person hearing that they need to hear that. Because it's like, like, and I have this conversation with clients where they maybe they do, and you'll get this as well, where someone's maybe relatively new to exercise, they've never done proper programming, and they maybe miss their first ever workout, which is fine. Like, missing a workout is fine. Yeah. Missing workouts consistently, not fine. There's a difference, do you know what I mean? But when folk go like that, oh, I'm just going to start, it's, they try and stack them. I always, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they go, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow and do this. You know, no, you're not getting, it's not about, everything's in place in the way that we do it. And I always use the analogy. It's like you're baking a cake. Like you could literally Google chocolate cake, right? And there'll be three different recipes. One might have six ingredients. One might have five. One might have four. They will all give you the same chocolate cake. Do you know what I mean? It might taste slightly different. However, if you go in and start expecting the same chocolate cake, but you're not using the right ingredients, you're stupid. Do you know what I mean yeah. that you're stupid? Like if you're going yeah. in and you're like, oh, I'm doing what, and again, it's that sort of victim, isn't it? Oh, I'm doing what I need to do. And you're like, but are you though? Just because you're going in and ticking a box or going in. And I think that's some things that people need to hear. And it's like, oh, it's the other way where people maybe do it where they're new and they go, oh, I'm just going to do all these things. And you're like, no, that's not smart. Like, whereas it's the fitness industry, that's something we're going to come on to next. Like what needs to change? You can't just tell people what they want to hear. They have came to you because they need change. I mean, they need to change in their life. So they need to be told the correct information. Like someone coming to us and losing 10 pounds, I think it's wrong as applauding that. I think it's right as applauding the habits that got them to lose that fat, that made them and gave them more energy. However, us going, yay, you lost 10 pounds. Is that actually helping them? Is it making it worse? I think it's making it worse. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like you need to get, and it's the same way like training, like, like, it's not like well, they're not giving people like medals for taking part. Do you know what I mean? You're giving people medals where they, where they need them, getting them to celebrate the wins where they need to do them, get them understanding what they need to do because ultimately the level of thinking where they've been at has got them to where they're at. And that's what needs to change. I mean, yeah, that person, like you, like at the end of the day, see that person you spoke of, like that literally imaginary person with the squat. I can't imagine it's probably been numerous people with the squat, right? Yeah. That would have changed, that would have improved their results. However, they still probably got, they got results working with you. And this is, again, this sort of people basing body image on the result. Whereas you're getting a client that's like able to call their friend out, it, I think is a much better result than them just getting a bit of body transformation. Them being in a position where they are, they start talking like you and you get that with your clients. They start speaking your language. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've got my, I've got, I've got clients making up their own sayings and I've got, I'm using them now. I've got my client that started saying, uh, too blessed to be stressed <laughs> and i've started <laughs> i've started using it now um, yeah, he, he, won't mind, he won't mind me saying it because i've put it up but basically it's a, a guy cory 
signed up with me uh, about about almost three months ago now um uh and he was he was he was in a similar position to me a few <laughs> you know last year at the end of his uh at the end of his straw you know just kind of ready to to give up like what's the point and they signed up and uh yeah long story short he's probably the happiest been he's like he's the happiest he's ever been in his life and he's saying i was too blessed to be stressed every check-in i get to him i get from him uh, it will say something along the lines of what are you grateful for and it will just be like hashtag too too, too blessed to be stressed yeah <laughs> that's class man it's good to hear that changing folk as well mate and the impact you're having on folk with that and again experiences but yeah like I think that's it, man. It's just like, again, it's that sort of thing. Like if you don't get conflict, if you don't get, if you're not stepping out of that, that comfort zone, I had this conversation with our client today where I was saying like, they were talking about the adversity in the past month. And I was like, it's a good thing. Like that, that feeling you have experienced because you haven't experienced that over an extended period of time, ultimately that's led you to where you're at. But now you're experiencing these emotions and they're just unusual to you. More than anything, it's, it's not that it's a bad thing that you feel stressed or whatever it's, it's a good yeah. thing like 100 percent. like yeah like i said it, if if <laughs> if you're living life right now and you're not stressed or challenged in any way then you're going fucking nowhere you're not you're not living you're just surviving yeah like if there's not something in your life that's challenging or stressing you out or making you scared then you're not living your life to the fullest yeah um and and yeah, I'm 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 not about that. I'm not about that life. I'm I'm all about making the making the most out of life, and uh, and being different. The the thing I would hate the most, um, I think Arnie actually said this is one of his, in one of his interviews, is to just be normal. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. something I've always said. Like in a world of people striving to be normal, be different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like just, I, I would hate to. I would I would yeah I would I would hate to uh to just be a normal, but this the word normal scares me. Yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know there's no such thing as normal, but it just, I just don't want to be. Again, maybe that's a maybe that's a bad way of thinking. You know, not wanting to be, to be normal, but it's part of my identity. I just don't. I, I don't want to be normal. I was. I yeah. always want to strive for more. Um. Yeah. I think you could probably again. I, so I mean, again, we are talking about all these different things with mental health and all that, but like. I, like and i'm staying in my lane here as a pt but like i think that's like a big part of why people get into the way they are with their mental health and i'm not talking mental illness here i'm not talking about like diagnosed mental illness i'm talking about poor mental health like mm-hmm. as a result of people's normal lifestyles living a normal yeah, i'll yeah. go out and i'll just go out and bevy every single weekend i'll just go out and do this oh i'm too unmotivated to exercise because five-year pals fucking say that because it's normal like where does normal get you? Not very yeah. far. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's I think that I, I get you, Chris, when I say that. And I'm not trying to say that you need to be go and do all X, Y, and Z, but you need to you need to have you need to have strive in your life. You cannot become complacent because that's where that's where dreams go to die. Do you know what I mean? Like I nothing. Think, yeah, I I think I I made a post about this um a few weeks ago. That a man without a goal is a man with no purpose. Um, yeah. If you don't have something, at least one area of your life to um to challenge you or at least one area of your life where you're focusing on the most then your life your life has no purpose you're just you're just coasting you know it's it's very hard to make choices in life if you don't know where you're heading 
if you're faced with a series of choices or i'm going to go out this weekend or i'm going to stay in this weekend or i'm going to go and do something with my missus this weekend or i'm going to go away this weekend or i'm going to drink and take drugs or whatever if you haven't got a clear path and a goal in sight it's it's very hard to make a choice right whereas if i have a vision and a purpose making choices becomes very easy right yeah. i'm no longer paralyzed by choice because i know where i'm heading um yeah. you've got actually fulfillment and purpose you you know right that that person that i want to be that i am does this yeah you know yeah I mean? exactly was this like that thing i was talking about like week to week thinking if you don't have that long-term vision you can just get stuck into that place where it's like i'm just i'm just going to focus on the minutiae do you know what i mean the the, the just like some tools tracking yeah. like and it's like all oh, it like, i used to be there like based in your life around like living for the weekend and it's like you just get stuck in this place it's like something needs to change and you know what see if someone's listening to this right now and they're like that is me i'm not trying to alienate you but see right now you're probably even thinking that's me the thought of change scares me this is exactly what we're talking about it should mm-hmm. it should like it, it should fucking actually kind of really feel uncomfortable that's what we're talking about like yeah. But folks sometimes go like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, comfort zone. I'm like, but you don't. That, like, that's happening right now. Like, if you're listening to this and you are scared because you know that you have to change your job, you know that you're unhappy in a relationship, good. That's it happening. Fucking do something <laughs> yes, about it. Yes, exactly. Fucking like, do talk, something talking about of, it. Talking, talking of that, like we said earlier about, you know, having a bigger vision and, you know, uh, focusing on 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 your on, on your uh, physical health and, and and mental health and stuff um kind of allows you to to achieve greater things in life i've i have people in my uh on my program who for example where there's there's this one guy who's a real estate agent in poland right um and we were having a conversation one day and he says you know i, I i'm kind of you know i'm kind of stuck i'm kind of depressed but i'm like why He's like, oh, I just, he's like, I want to make more money. And I'm like, right, okay, well, what, what do you mean more? Um, and he says, well, I just want to make more money than I do now. And I'm like, well, what, 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 what does that mean? More money? What kind of goal is that? Like, th- there needs to be a, spe- a specific goal. I'm like, how much do you make now? And he says, well, X amount. So let's say I go for next month. How much do you want, how much do you want to make? And he says, okay, well, let's say X, X amount. And I said, Okay, so what do you need to do to get there? And then he worked out on his head, and to uh, to make enough money himself, he would have to sell an unreasonable, unreasonable, um, unreasonable amount of property, right? Um, so he says, "Well, actually, the only way I'm going to get there is if I uh, if I buy into the business or employ someone." And I'm like, "Right, so that's your next steps then." And he's like oh man but that's that's risky i'm like well then you didn't never you're gonna work yourself silly he was working 16 hour days and never gonna get there ever because it's physically impossible or you're gonna take a risk um and you know exactly what to do and then two days later he's like right i've got people lined up for uh for interviews um and now he's employed some of his working half the hours and making more money you know um it's crazy isn't it? and it's like is that self-belief and actually having a clear like i said a clear vision and a clear goal inside if it's not a clear goal and a clear vision how do you make a choice on what to do you know like 
making more money or losing some fat or getting more toned that's not a clear vision it's not a clear goal there's no clear path towards you know getting toned or yeah. or losing to stone or you know or being more confident um you need to you need to have a clear clear vision and a set path towards what you want to do and it needs to be planned out um and that's what makes it possible and that's what makes it possible to 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 make the choice the right choice over and over to follow the path and to get to that goal eventually um because if i tell myself i want to i want to lose two stone and then i just keep doing what i'm doing how the fuck am i going to lose two stone i know it's mental or, it's if I, or if i'm like you know if i if i want to be more confident and i do and i do nothing about it like what what why are you trying to why are you trying to achieve it's like it's like einstein said doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is uh insanity and it's anti yeah. no yeah, it's like having a having a, a clear clear vision and a and a clear goal and a path is 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 completely necessary to be able to to actually achieve anything in life to change anything about your life. You see, you see, you see so many people saying, "Oh, I want to have a bigger house and I want to have this and I want to have that," but they're still doing the same job. They're still going home and doing the same thing. They're they're not changing anything about their life and they're just dreaming of this bigger house. It's like. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Like, I know. How you're not you're not gonna get? I can guarantee you right now, you're never, never gonna be able to buy a bigger house if you don't set some clear steps and and and, and you know and a path of how to get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. My friend messaged uh, yesterday. He's a PT, and he was like, um, "His name's Jack. I met him on my PT course actually, and uh, I'm saying it on here for accountability as well." And he's lied to me yesterday asking about podcasts. He's going, yeah, yeah. oh, what about this? And like asking about it. Yeah. And I went, just fucking do it. And he was like, no, like, you you know. And I went, just do it. Just just do it. And I went, and then he was like talking to him again. I went, do it this week, actually. And then he was yeah. like, you're holding me accountable. I went, 100% am. I went, you are just going to continually put that off until it happens. Just do it. So he needs well, to do it now. Well, that's the thing. So people talk about doing things and then, oh, I want to start this. Okay. So what are you gonna do about it? Well, like <laughs> people, people are very good at saying like they're gonna yeah. do something, yeah, and then they're just kind of sitting around waiting for a miracle or something to happen. You know, I'll wait, wait in this this day to come that will happen then. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it off. I'll, I'll get in touch with you in a few months. I've had that so many times this year, in a couple of months, in a couple of months, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a couple wait, of months. Wait for the wait for the perfect moment. Wait for the perfect it's moment. Like, it's like having a baby. It's like having a baby. Oh, we're not. Yeah. We're, we're gonna have a baby when we're financially stable. When we have a big house. When we have very good jobs. When we have uh, this and we have that and we're perfectly healthy, mate. That's never gonna happen. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you'll be you'll be seventy years old by the time that happens. Hello. So you know, like, <laughs> how many people? How many people do you know that have actually planned to have a baby because everything was perfect, hunky dory in their life? So now they're like, right. Now I'm ready to have a baby. That doesn't happen. Yeah. People just people just have babies and they're not expecting yeah. it. But it still goes fine, right? Yeah. They no, make no. it work. No, they it's so it funny. Work. You're funny. You saying that there. The only people I've ever known to be so specific when, when they're going to have babies is PTs because they're so goal-driven. Like, I was having my friend Andy run the other day and he was like, yeah, like he's literally stuck. He had a baby exactly when he said he would. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> he actually went, I'm good, but it wasn't like on a specific date, but he was like, before I'm 30, I'm going to have a child. Before I'm 35, I want to have a second child. Do you know what I mean? He's doing yeah. it. Like, it's like, yeah. like he's, but again, that's just, like, he's just set parameters. Like, he's not set, as the, but again, it's, it's, it's funny that he done it. It's like, and you can do that with so many different things, but the thing is, it's just that action to actually follow through as well. Yeah. So, um, I mate, like, it's so funny, and I hope so many folk are just like, that's me. See, if you're putting yeah. your hand up right now, go and do something about it. I'm calling you out. We're calling you out. We're being, we're literally giving you some tough love. Stop yeah. pissing about and get it done. And then lastly, mate, like, what is, so see social media by the fitness in- industry. What needs to change? <laughs> what doesn't need to change, man? What needs to change? <laughs> oh man! Right. What needs to change? First of all, um, I think there should be a ban on fitness um, influencers, and I put that in uh, in, in inverted commas, um, promoting products that they've never used, um, and selling their soul for money. Um, nowadays, you. Nowadays, if you find a fitness influencer, you probably, and if, if you pay them enough money, they'll probably advertise, I don't know, like eat, eating eat, eating their, your own grand's ashes to lose 20 pounds in 20 days or something like that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, there was, there was actually a story. I watched a documentary recently on, uh, on Netflix, I think, and it was about the biggest, uh, influencer scam ever. And this girl, pretended that she had numerous cancers right and she had these gofundme campaigns and she had she raised all this money but and for years she had like millions of followers people were sending her gifts sending her money she was making so much money from it and then it turns out there's nothing wrong with her she never had cancer yeah why not right and it's the same it's the same with it's the same with like fitness influencers a lot of them the vast majority of the biggest fitness influencers right are basically and if you're only going to get offended at this if the shoe fits right half naked girls who will get their bits out um and advertise any product that they've never used just so they can get paid for it and we'll put anything on there for for some followers because the more followers you have, the more companies approach you to to um, uh, to promote their products, and the more money you can make from it that way. Um, and these people are extremely genetically gifted, right? These people are born with amazing bodies, and especially women. Women women don't have to work that hard to build some glutes and a decently toned stomach and then get some fake boobs as a bodybuilder who needs to train 10 years of his life to be massive and shredded right um and i think it's a lot easier as well for um for females to get uh to get a lot of followers just from well you know why just 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 just, just because uh just the way it is <laughs> just the way it is just because females have boobs uh this isn't um, even in like a sexist way or it's not even in it's genuinely just like yeah, yeah. matter of fact like the amount like i've literally seen so many female pts and this isn't even a dig i will write a, a piece of content that's got so much depth and context in it that i'll put time into it 
And honestly, a girl can put up a picture of us saying happy hump day and it will get more likes, more following than what I could actually do. In a, it's not to say that the impact my piece of content is having, but it's just this full the way that things are on social media. But yeah. I get that. I get it. And it's, there's no point in saying it isn't because it is. I mean, yeah. someone will And I'm not slagging these people off. No, right? I'm, I'm not. Saying, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. You know, post a picture of your arse all you want. Post pictures of your body, of anything you want. Absolutely, one hundred percent. The thing that I don't agree with is, as I say, monetizing on it and trying to sell people something, promising them results that they're not going to get from products that you never used to get the body that that you've you've had because you're so genetically gifted, right? Like, I wouldn't promote a product and say, you're going to look like me if you take this for two weeks because I'm six foot five, I've got a big beard, I've got hair down to my down to my chest, um, and I weigh 140 kilos. I'm not going I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to go and promote a protein powder and say, take this for three weeks, you're going to look like me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. there's too many people doing that. Yeah, I think that's the thing with it, and it's like our job as coaches to, to not give in to it, and it's like, because... The thing is, we can only do with the best of what we know at the time. And I go back and think in my early days of training, I'm going, fuck, I can't believe I was doing that. But it's when people know that they're actively doing it, but they're just telling themselves a story and being like, it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like, couldn't live with that, man. Like, because you know that people are like, when, like, if you're a coach, if you've got a fitness account, if you're an, what, fucking inverted commas influencer, you're on a pedestal. People put you on a pedestal in life. They do it. I remember doing it when I looked up to other people and like they could have told me anything and I would have taken it as gospel. And that is what yeah. happens. And I think that you need to just like, it's, it's like for fucking Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Like, and it does. If you've got a page that is based around the way that you look, you show up and it's like, like people are inspired by it or whatever. You've got a duty of care to show up and actually learn and do the work so that you can show up and if you've got a following because people just don't get that and they just they, again it's surface level thinking it's just it's yeah. just genuinely it's like like and these people like they may have big followings or whatever and like they may or may not done a lot of work in themselves but you do see it as well like i've actually seen it with a lot of influencers that have they've got into it got a big following because of maybe a, a program or whatever and then they start actually doing work in themselves and they realize that what they were doing was wrong and that's off them because you can change but it's yeah. just like people base Again, it's going back to that body image gets put at the forefront before actual looking a bit more in depth. And I think that's the that's the trouble with social media is just that the fact is that people are just basing things on the wrong things. Do you know what I mean? Like I go to that person because they're shredded. That person might be a fucking really good PT or really shit PT, mm. but you shouldn't base it on how they look. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's that's the person to do their own research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then there's nothing inherently wrong with a shredded PT advertising their services, you know? Yeah, that's, no, that's what I was saying. Like, the, yeah, like, but, the, but the, there could be, I, yeah, what like, there could be a PT that's like in amazing shape, but they are so fucking knowledgeable and they provide a great service. Yeah. But there could be a PT that's shredded, but the service is shocking. But yeah. people would just go, they're both good because yeah. of the, the, like, it would be like perceived and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But that's, yeah. that's the problem. It's like, it's the full thing based on looks. Like, it's a lot of people, it's the first thing they jump to. And the thing is, I would, I'd be lying if we judge everyone on the first perceived time and it's you becoming better with yourself to not do that the more you do it but like we do we naturally do that well, as human it's, 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 not, it's, it's human nature you can't really fight that that's that's kind of uh, as a man and a woman you, you judge you know you look at another man and you look them up and down naturally 
um, to assess the threat and to assess, you know, what potentially um, they could offer that you can't and just access that. It's just human nature, right? You, you, yeah. You, you can't really fight. <clears throat> well, you can, you can, you can choose to not let it affect you, but you yeah, can't you fight. Can become it. more always, aware. You, yeah, you always, uh, you will always, um, not, not judge. Judge is the wrong word. Um, size up a person when you when you look at them, right? You always yeah. do. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, just doing doing more doing more research and not just uh, looking at somebody and thinking, oh, they're they're in great shape, so I'll just do whatever they say. Yeah, because as you say, you know, some people are in great shape, and yeah, they are great coaches. But then there's some 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 fitness influencers who are in great shape, um, and they're just trying to mug you off and take your money by selling new products they've never used. A hundred percent, man. I think that is the sort of that's my definitely take on it as well. It's just being aware, like. We were like, I was actually down in a mental health course this week and I was sitting towards the end of the course yesterday with a bit of a gap and I was just literally sitting on, uh, what's it called, um, Instagram on the discovery tool and I never go on there and I was actually pissed. I was just on the discovery tool on Instagram. I, I'm never on there and I was going, holy shit, this is ridiculous. Like, see when you actually go on to there and the way that the algorithms met up and what it shows you and it's just, it's just crazy. Like, it's just to the point where that's where a lot of people may go. They might just type in fitness, hashtag fitness, because they want to get fitness information. And it is just bombarded with people going like, do this home booty workout, then pictures of arses, pictures of, and it's because see the thing is, like, like I said, those people, like those women or men, like these, these girls with the best arses in the world, most likely were first of all, born with a fantastic arse. And second of all, they, they probably trained very hard to get there doing squats, deadlifts, etc. But squats and deadlifts aren't exciting because everyone is doing them, right? So to sell themselves, they need to put on some really, really tight leggings, pull them right up their arse and do some booty kickbacks to show off their arse crack. Like as bad as that sounds, right? Um, they need to be seen doing something different. Watching them do a squat, like everyone else is doing squats. So, you know, that's not going to catch anyone's attention. I think that's yeah sometimes uh it's good to stand out but for the right for reasons the, for the right for the right reasons yeah 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 like uh yeah i think to kind of add some value to that guys is like if you are walking through your social media go through like your who you follow and just be like are these people delivering me value are they making me feel good or are they not and then unfollow or follow them that's it yeah. like it's as simple as that it doesn't you just ask yourself that question are these people and i think that's a good way to do it because if your social media is just if someone has ever triggered you if someone has ever rubbed you up the wrong way you don't need to follow them you're actually actively going out your way to follow someone that rubs you up the wrong way mm -hmm. and if you have that follow and follow up delete it because that is literally like asking for a fucking complex <laughs> why is that person following me why have they unfollowed me who cares yeah. I mean, like, yeah. does it matter? Like, and I think that's a sort of a big takeaway for that. Have you got any sort of value to add to the back end of that, Chris? Um, have I got any value to add to the back end of it? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's a few summary points. I think you know. I think. I think. I think the biggest thing is just uh, is just about having that that goal and that purpose in life. You know, I'm just gonna have a look at this post that I made about the um, uh about having a purpose in life um yeah um 
yeah so without you know without 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 a purpose and without without a goal we're kind of we're purposeless and we're confused um and without a path we're directionless um we waste time we procrastinate um and we try to grasp at any form any form of short-term fulfillment um because the long-term gain is just not there it's not in our, in our vision um so we need to learn to um we need to find a find a clear goal find a clear purpose um to make life simpler for us and to make it more fulfilling um to take out that uh that element of of not knowing what to do um because we don't know where we're going i think that's the i think that's the that's the biggest thing you know because uh that's what that's what led me down the down the dark path of uh down, down the downward spiral right not having a purpose feeling like there's no point um so i think that's a i think that's a that's a huge thing you know find your purpose in life focus on find something to focus on 100 and base your decisions um on whether the choice is going to get you closer or further away to to do that goal um, and it makes life so much simpler um, and it makes life have so much more value right because what's the point in making a choice if it leads me nowhere and if i don't know where it's, go it's going to get me right if i have a purpose and i have a goal in life making a choice is easy because it adds value to my life um what's the point in anything if we have if we have nothing to strive for 100 percent, mate i think that's a good way to just kind of finish things up man but um mate honestly like just a fucking class podcast man have you found it yeah good good i think i think i i, I talk a lot so i go off tangent a lot I think that's yeah <laughs> that's what we like mate. that's what we want and uh yeah like hope a lot of people listening to this today like I, again thanks mate for making that share on there i know it's something that you've done i wouldn't ask you to do that i know you've done it in your socials so i was like you know what like i want to see some of that in the podcast as well because it's it's yeah. an amazing thing and it's it's been the making of you mate it really has been and sometimes people would see that as just a bad thing and of course it isn't a good thing like but you realize that you had so much love around you you realize that you had so much potential you realize that when you got that love that here there is a way out of this and sometimes it takes for rock bottom to fucking to climb back up man and it's not to say that that needs to happen it doesn't like if you can spot that earlier on and if this podcast can make you go here i actually need to reach out and get help from a, a mental health professional or here that's actually me then brilliant or if it's just literally you've taken anything away from this i'll tag chris in it on my instagram um, and what is your um handle on instagram mate uh, cm underscore body underscore evolution Yes, so you can also tag both me and Chris in the podcast. So if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to tag us both. If you tag us both, we can both respond to you and get a chat as well about it um, on DMs as well. It's always good to get feedback. I always love the feedback after the podcast as well. But, mate, honestly, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a fucking pleasure, mate, as always. And uh, I'm looking forward to properly meeting up as well, mate. Yeah, mate, thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, and keep smashing it. And uh, look forward to seeing you in person. Yep. Catch you in a bit, guys. Goodbye.